All right. This is the beginning of another show. Is this the beginning of the end? No. No, no. we're right at the beginning. Oh, it's the end of the beginning. All right. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so it's the Rolling Toe Show. March 2nd of 2023. The world headquarters of MD Alignment Services. That's us. In the middle of a cornfield in Iowa. In the middle of a, it, we are, there's a cornfield over there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's not a cornfield over there anymore. Oh, they cleared it out and put in some buildings. Some buildings, yep. Yep. Looks like exactly the kind of building, honestly, that I would like for MD Alignment's world headquarters. It's got two bays, two offices. Yeah. You can you can do anything you want. What's that? You can do anything you want. I ain't gonna be there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, Ronaldo Show is back. Uh, we've got after this one two more shows before the truck show. We're going to a truck show. We're going to a truck show. What truck show would that be? The Mid America Truck Show. The one in the middle of America. It's in the middle of America. Yeah. Louisville. 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 I have to have a mouthful of mashed potatoes to say that name. Basically. Louisville. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. We've got no show next week. No show next week? No show next week. Kevin's busy. Huh? Kevin's busy. Oh, so Kevin Rutherford told us there's no show next week. Exactly. Front of a gun. Right. And training after that's over to that non-show is over. Yeah. And so, that's the way it goes. It is the way it goes. All right. So, we got, um, we had a, we've had a very good year. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this, this is, it's been fine. Yeah. Pleasant, pleasant year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Winter has been too harsh. No, no. That was, that was, that was in Christmas. It's probably the worst part of it. Yeah. But it's supposed to be white for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Coming up in in April, yes. Well, starting the end of March, right. you're going to Louisville, Louisville, and then we've got coming here for training from Continental. Yeah, and we've got people coming in in March for training. Right. And then we got to go. I got to go to Lincoln, Nebraska in March. Right. And then in April, I got to go to Lincoln, Nebraska. Right. And then in April, I've got to go to. I got to go to Uvalde, Texas. Right. In Clinton, Mississippi? Uh, well, first I have to go to go to Uvalde, and then I have to go to Hartford, Connecticut, and then I have to go to Clinton, Mississippi. Right. And then we're discussing with two different people, one about going to Penticton, Canada in July. Right. And then there's another group wanting me to go up to Canada. We haven't talked about exactly where to do training for a fleet. So we've got a whole lot of training and traveling coming up here. Yeah, more than you've really done in several years. years. COVID slowed it down. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, we got we got stuff coming up here. Busy, busy year. Good year. Mm-hmm. And we must expect us to keep going the way it is if, if we keep working it. Well, if it doesn't, we might as well quit. Got it. Okay. Now we were we we had a question yeah. at the end of the show last week, right? And I'm depending on you to remember the questions because I'm old and I can't remember shit. Yeah, well, my memory is Swiss cheese, so you don't remember it either. It was trucks. Well, and we didn't get any responses. That's true. You know what? 
It's really not on us. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know. It's not on us. But it's not really on us. And that means that the three prizes that were left over from last week. The three prizes, yes. Which were left over from this before, too. That's true. Those still are still them. available. We still got them. Do we pick that from a hat? Huh? Do we pick the prize from a hat? We just make a judgment decision on that. Judgment call. Yes. Yes. On what the... Yes. Now, I'm trying to remember, there was there was a trip to uh, Iceland. Was it? Yeah, but it was supposed to occur in the winter, and we're getting past that, so we're going to have to change that. I still think the blue right across the America is... All right, we'll make that the number one prize then. Right, right. Now, is this in a hot air balloon or a helium balloon? It doesn't really matter. Just put you up in a balloon, send you across America. With a, with a sign that says, I am not Chinese. The way you shot down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. All right, so so a balloon right across America, that'll be the first prize. The second prize is normally a car. Mm-hmm. But right. this time, I think we need to make it a truck. A truck? Yes. What kind of truck? Well, you know, we're all modern. Yeah. We're up to date. Okay. Let's make it a Tesla. A Tesla and an electric, do they make a truck yet? I don't know. I, mean, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, a balloon ride, an electric truck. Yeah. Or and, and an attaboy from the group. An attaboy from the guys at NBL. Yes, yes. Now, the truck, in order to make it effective and viable for everybody, it's got to have a decent range. Yeah. Right. So I'm thinking 100 miles. 100 mile range? Yes. That's pretty good. Yeah. It'll be a full semi-truck, and it'll be able to go 100 miles, and then it takes 24 hours to recharge. 100 miles and 24 hours for recharge. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you're playing that out. Well. I'm, I'm detailed but oriented here. <laughs> I've got it all figured out. Right. Okay. In order to minimize tire wear problems on this truck, it's going to have tread tracks. Track. Yes. Do you see those farm tractors out here now that don't have big tires? They have... The tracks on them, like yeah, a replacing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what this truck's gonna have. Okay. okay. All right. That that sounds okay. So a hundred miles. Yep. On those. Yep. You just may as well cut it down to a mile. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Well, we'll see how this goes. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. First, somebody's got to win it. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, in order to do that, a little later in the show, we will come up with a question. And, and we'll see if somebody can come up with an answer. All right. Do we have any calls? We do not. Maybe it's because I haven't given out the number. The number. The number for anybody to call in with a question, an answer, or comment is uh, 855-950-3835. And... And these questions have to be about tire wear, tire wear. and handling. handling. Uh, could be about chrome. Oh. We do get questions about vibrations, and I got a T-shirt. You got a T-shirt, yeah. And the front of it is good vibrations, and it shows the front of a, a VW microbus. Right. Did you get that just right after the show last week? I don't remember. I don't remember it. I don't remember the show. <laughs> did we do a show last week? We did a show. Oh, okay. All right. Very good. I guess I guess I'm okay then. So, so we're tr- I'm trying to figure out more things we can add into our question and answer stuff to draw a greater audience crowd. If that's what's going to work. Well, I don't know. We got, what can we, 
What could we answer questions about that we have knowledge about? More call-ins. It would be valuable. No, it's more than just the tire wear and the handle. Yes, we're we're going to have to we're going to have to diversify, right? Uh, well, we're 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 very good at cooking lunch. We do a pretty good job at that. We do that. How about how about how about marriage counseling? Marriage counseling. Well, you've only been married once, so that's pretty good. I, I yeah, but I don't have enough experience then, though. Mom could have taken that frying pan to you. A little harder. A couple of times. times. Yes. Yeah. Marriage counseling. Well, we could take a swing at that. You know, you never know. If it's a if it's a truck related marriage problem, we could talk about it. Okay. Yeah. You you've got a micro experience with that with the uh, the what do you call that? Not a Tesla. It's a Prius. Prius. That was only one of the trips across country we've done. Yeah. 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 How about in a U-Haul truck? Right, right. Yeah. We did that. All of us in the front of a U-Haul truck. Yeah, it was fun. And you're lucky one of you wasn't in the back of the truck and one of you in the cab of the truck. I got close a couple of times. <laughs> a couple of times. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have you, have you had any interesting phone calls this week? Let's see. Yeah, I, I had one. Was, well, it's about fixing up a truck. Yeah. Uh, getting in the line correctly, answering questions on uh, alignment. I've, I've had a couple of those. Yeah. Um, one is from a new customer. He's not ready to be on the list yet, but does uh, that involve getting FaceTime and making sure that the equipment is working right, that everybody knows they're on the same page and we're, we're doing everything right? Yep. That, that was a, that was a, a fun yeah. um, FaceTime. With a new customer. Yeah. As far as the the most relevant new truck problem, we don't have any new truck problems as far as I can tell right now. Not new. We did have a question about tires. Do we have a favorite drive tire? I'm a favorite any tire. Not any tire. The the problem with, with having a favorite tire, and in the past I've had tires that I thought were really good and they did good and they ran great and I was tickled with them. But within six months, the engineers at that company changed them, and then the tires sucked. Right. So you try to recommend it, and the time somebody gets it, it's the wrong tire. Yeah, it's changed. Right. So I, I'm not hep on recommending any particular tire, okay? Just, just again. Well, even then, I didn't realize it until after I'd done it a few times and found out it didn't work. Right. And, and I asked tire managers at the manufacturing why, why did you change that tire? Yeah. I mean, it was great. Oh, the XDA3? Or, or, or two. the Bridgestone 726. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a great one. No, it, was, it wasn't the 726. It was the two. I've lost the number. 226. 226. That was it. The 226. Well, the 227 was kind of a... Well, that was when they changed it to, and it yeah. sucked. Yes. Okay. I'm like... Why did you change it? He says, well, we were trying to go for a tire that would be better for regional and line haul because the 226 was really great for line haul, okay? And then the next thing you know, they're trying to change the tires to get better fuel economy. And then they're trying to change the tires. And then they're trying to change the drive tire because this particular one, which wears pretty good, but if you get it on gravel, it retains stones. Then they stone drill and then messes. So then we change it to try to prove that. And when we prove that, we screwed up something else. It's a moving target as to which tire at any one time is going to do the job. And it also depends on where you're at. 
You know, so the only way that I look at it recently is twins are terrible and that I cannot recommend. I can give you a bunch of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Is there there a brand of tire that we're not worried about pissing off because... Chinese. Chinese. Just start off there and then see where you go. There are exceptions to Chinese tire that I've seen that have run good. Yeah, it's a double coin would be. Yeah, that was an exception. Of course, they used to be awful. But the double coin was a partnership between a, a, the double coin or whatever their name of their company was and Michelin. Right. And then Michelin broke off from double coin. Right. So I don't know but what. We have no idea if this is going to retain quality. Yeah, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But anyway, the, the, it's such a moving target on recommending a particular one. I try not to recommend a particular one. I keep saying, Stick with the, the premier name brands, right? Okay, and in my opinion, it's a second step. I go to the second tier. Right. So instead of Michelin, I'd buy a BF Goodrich. And instead of Bridgestone, I'd buy a Firestone. And instead of Continental, I'd buy a General, right. and like that. Because the second tier tires are still a really good tire. They don't cost as much. They don't cost as much. Yeah. So yeah, bang for your buck is a that's cheap. Yeah, there's there's only. There, Tires that you that you buy anything for, chances are you're not going to get any life out of them. Now, the, the, the downside to that is the, the replacing tires not only takes you down for much of a day of a month, which is difficult to make up for, but also costs a lot of money just doing replacement. Well, I was talking to a fellow this morning, and they run wide base tires on their trailer. And he's having tire work problems. And I said, okay, well, well, what kind of mileage are you getting out of them? He says, about 30 days. I said, 30 days? Yes. I said, 15,000 miles? And yeah, something like that. And in our discussion, then we talked about brands of tires and this and that. And, he, and I said, it really comes down to cost per mile. He says, you're right. And right now with what we're getting, we're finding the Chinese tires give us our best cost per mile. Because they're 30 days too, but they cost us half as much. If all you're going to get is 30 days. He said, the problem is they blow up the sidewalls. He's not feeling pressure. No, no, they've got the right air pressure. They just blow up their sidewalls. Hmm. So, you know, design, construction, quality, all that kind of stuff. Those Chinese tires. The Chinese tires blow up the sidewalls. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. So he says you have to watch them real closely. When you start seeing the evidence on the sidewall, you take them off. <laughs> the cost per mile is still a better deal. Right. Are we getting any phone calls? Well, no. You know what? Nobody's calling. But uh, just to make sure you know, I mean, actually, there's a couple of calls come up and then just disappear. Maybe we've maybe we've got a problem with the system here. Maybe. But uh, the number to call if you do have a question about tires, tire wear handling, uh, alignment, obviously, some vibrations, but not all of them. Only good vibrations. The number to call is 855-950-3835. I just don't recommend calling for marriage advice. And you can call to talk about lunch, but the, the problem with this show is that we are in an office, so we have a kitchen, and I really can't help with uh, uh, the situation of being on the road trying to find a good place to eat. But if you had to make a recommendation on that, what do you eat? On the road? On the road. I know what your answer is. It's Wendy's. <laughs> but 
All right, all right. Here's a couple of problems that I've had on the road for all the years I've been on the road. Yeah. Okay. Unless I know somebody locally to take me into a local restaurant, right. I, I, I don't I don't risk it. So I stick with the national chain. Right. Okay. And and I realize that, you know, say say what you want about Applebee's or Chili's or whatever. You can go in there and you know what you're gonna get. And and it's okay. And if I don't feel like going in and sitting down to eat and a lot of times on the road I didn't want to just go someplace and sit down. I had to go someplace. Right. And so I would grab a Wendy's or I would grab a Burger King and I would just drive and just keep going. It wasn't particularly healthy food. Ain't that the problem? Well, it wasn't a problem for me because I didn't care anyway. <laughs> but now, since I've had COVID mm-hmm. and a new problem, two new problems have come up from that because okay. I got COVID in November 2020. Yeah, your, your culinary career is, is off to a sterling sh- Completely gone because I can't smell or taste anything. Nothing. Not a thing. Right. So it doesn't matter what I eat. Yeah. yeah I, I wonder if that, how exactly that happens. I mean, I got two, but I got my smell and taste back. I just don't understand how it is that you lost yours all this time. I, I have no idea. It's just gone. Hmm. And so now my wife feeds me things that I would never touch in the past, and I can't tell. Sure. Yeah. Even if they're green, I've noticed you take green food. Yeah, because I can't taste it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just bulk, right? It's just bulk. Okay. All right. Uh, we do have a call. We do. We do. So this will be our first call of the day at uh, 15 minutes in. I wonder if this will be a marriage counseling call. Could it be? It could be. Let's find out. If there are, if there's no marriage in this call, well, we'll take it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What a good one. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. hey, it's baby Scott from Green Bay. Glad you liked your yes, shirt. Sir. Yes, <laughs> love the shirt. <laughs> My wife had to wrap it up for you. God, God bless her soul. You know, she said, oh, it's, it's a little bit past his birthday. So she had to take care of it. Was beautiful. It was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, see me, I would have just jammed it in a box and sent it on its way. So, and that would have been fine. I get, I get along with that stuff. I've got the front end clunk going on. It looks like my uh, bushings are gone in the springs. Time to replace them. So I'm just going to replace the whole spring on both sides. Right. Seven hundred. Oh yeah, they deserve to be replaced anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Got a comment about last week somebody called in and talked about Dr. Preload. Got a really nice shop up by me. It's like 75% shop, 25% parts store. And I was in there one day and I said, Oh, do you offer Dr. Preload service? And he goes, What's that? I says, uh, Come here. Right, I'm I says, right here. You sell it. You sell it, but you don't offer it for it as a service. They had no idea what it was. I thought that was kind of funny, but I've been on a couple of emails back and forth the big Jim. He said he would take care of it. So cool. But, uh, and then the weather's been kind of bad up in Wisconsin lately. And sometimes I got a little deadhead miles coming and going from customers. And I kind of figured out a foolproof method of track. There you are. Oh, the weather's been pretty bad up in Wisconsin lately. So I came up with a foolproof method of traction. I kind of stole it from like kind of a centromatic thing going on. What you do is you take a chrome pallet jack. Uh-huh. 
you put it in your trailer. It's got to be chrome because wet and blood wipe off of it real easily. And you put grip tape on it. The reason why you put grip tape on it, then it's considered science. If you don't, it might be construed as abuse. And uh, you, you swing through a, a truck stop. You swing through a truck stop. In Wisconsin, the fat girls are plenty. You pick up three fat girls and you uh-huh. put them on that pallet jack. And as you go downhill, pallet jack rolls forward, slams into the nose of the trailer. Superior traction downhill. It works. And as you go uphill, <laughs> the pallet jack rolls back, slams into the back door. to the back. Ties to the back. Keeps that trailer in check. And, you know, you guys can try that. It works. So, but, uh, I enjoy your show guys. I thank you so much for the education. I did buy one of the books. It was great. I like it. Um, and keep it in the truck. I've actually showed it to a few techs out on the road here and there. And, and yeah, we'll all keep learning. Thank you so much. You're more than welcome. And thank you, my friend. Yeah, thanks for listening. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that's, that, that's kind of like the weighted hammers that have a floating weight in them. Right. And when you hit, you get the second shot when it hits. Okay. So the, the load shifting back and forth. It's, it's also, you can get some of that. If you have an unbaffled uh, liquid tank, you're hauling. Right. Okay. Right. Everything shifts to the front and everything shifts to the back. Yeah. That's, that's trash. That's trash. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to ask more, him. More important advice for getting through this. Uh, it was a mild winter. This one or the next one, I suppose. Right. Didn't take it. I suppose that our Canadian listeners have plenty of snow related. Well, they can tell us all kinds of stuff. I meant to ask him while we had him on the phone mm-hmm. if your volume and my volume were more equal and if we've solved our speak our microphone problem. I'm pretty sure we have. But I forgot to ask him. I was doing a little bit of testing, and I think I think they've got it working. So, if somebody wanted to call in just to tell us if we're sounding good, yeah, that would be fine. They could, they could. We wouldn't penalize them because we can't. We don't actually hear the the funny thing about this studio thing. We don't hear ourselves while we're talking. Not at all. It doesn't come through our headphones at all. Right. Yep. So, so we sit here with we sit here with one ear covered with the headphone right and the other ear uncovered uncovered so we can hear each other right and we sound great yeah as we can tell i think it's just fine but what do i know (laughs) okay all right so we talked about the guy with the wide base tires right axle flex yes there was another fully called in about axle flex and we discussed that back and forth and then He's going to weld this stuff onto his axles. Is it on trailers? Well, it started on trailers. Mm-hmm. And he was concerned about moisture getting in the ends of the angle iron we put on there okay. and creating rust inside. And I said, well, nobody has complained about it. That hasn't been an issue. No, because you spot welded. There should be plenty of drainage. Yeah, there's drainage, yeah. But he did And so he wants to use half-inch bar stock solid okay okay? and that way nothing can get inside there to create that and i said it's fine i don't see a problem with that and so he's going to do that and then we got to talk about drive axles oh no he he commented i would i would have bet a thousand dollars that it wasn't that kind of flex in that trailer axle right i said yeah well we 
only got convinced once we welded the stuff on and the problem stopped. But I says, we had the same question about drive axles. And could there really be that much flex in a drive axle? And we recently found on the internet a video by Mercator showing a drive axle housing sitting on a test station with two big hydraulic rams flexing the axle up and down and testing it to make sure that the axle wouldn't fatigue and crack in a million cycles of flexing. Yeah. This is the expected normal flex for a drive axle. Yes. And you can see it. If anybody's interested in seeing the video, you can text us. We'll we'll text your or email us. We'll email you back the link, and you can watch it right on YouTube. Yeah, I'll see if I can get a link on our YouTube channel or something. But because we'll it, put it, on, put it on, we'll, we'll put it on Facebook. Yeah, because it's amazing watching that axle flex. See that? You're like, okay, okay. So that's why the inside edge of the inside doors is right now. Because it's specifically because of. And just because we say it happens is not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Meritor's got a video of it. They're doing it. They're making it happen. There it is. All right, we got two calls here. Okay. And it's the first one. Uh, the first one, and I'll take the first one that came in is Rocky. Rocky. And, uh, he's here to talk about Chrome. Rocky. Hey, Good Rocky. afternoon, guys. How are you? Hiya. Kevin, you are. Okay. Your volume is a little lower than uh, than Mike's, but. Still hear you good, but yours is lower. Okay. The audio. Is much of a, here, here's what I'll do. I'm going to turn Mike's volume down. All right now, let's talk yeah. a little bit. Okay. Right. Did that change it? <laughs> sounds good. Yes, it did. Uh, it sounds sounds, good. sounds okay. like good. a little more equal. Yeah. Now let's call right. Mike. Very good. Had a, I've been having some problems down here. I got to get some chrome kits from you. Yeah. Okay. I'm repeat, okay. guys. My repeat guys, I got nothing to sell them because when they bring the trucks by for me to look at them, everything's still perfect. So I got a chrome kit or something. Well, no, 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 no. The chrome kits is fine, but what you do to get repeat business is the bolts that hold the shims in and the rear suspension. Mm-hmm. Got it? You pull the bolts out when you're going to do an alignment just a little bit, and you take your saw and you cut quarter of the way through the bolt. <laughs> then you put it back together and down the road six, eight months, that bolt's gonna break, the shims are gonna come out and you have to realign it. You have to realign it. That's uh, yeah, it that's uh that's a, a business plan to keep them coming back. Right? Uh, yeah. Yep. And the evidence is on the road somewhere, so can't prove shit. <laughs> right, right. Bolts are gone. Oh, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rock, is, did you say, I think the last time you were calling, that one of your customers happens to be brown? That what was? Like big brown. But... Do, do you have a company that has three letters in the name that starts with U and ends with S? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's where to put it. No. no. Okay. okay. All right. It must, it must have been somebody else. The reason we're asking is that a fleet with those initials contacted us recently asking for pricing on our equipment because he thinks that's what he wants to do. And, yeah, we were trying to think. He's in North Florida, too. He was out of Jacksonville area. Yeah. yeah. So if we, can't, if we can't buy equipment, we might be trying to figure out how to get... Uh, Somebody to service them. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't have... Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't believe so. Of all the fleets that I do, most but, of them 
you know, they just call me. So, well, I go well, this, this is a fairly large nationwide fleet. It has an issue with labor. If they, if they need to change even a small maintenance issue, they're going to end up with a strike and shut down for a couple of weeks and tear everything up. So, so far, they haven't been able to work with us because it's not something that their labor union allows them to do. But okay. that doesn't mean that we can't work with them somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Let's right. see. Anyway, that's yeah, it. I'll, okay, I'll, so... I'll, so uh, I want to get you to send me that video, link to that, text it to me later when uh, y'all get done with the show. We can do that. The actual flex. Well, we're gonna put we're gonna we're gonna put the thing up. Yeah, we're gonna put that on our Facebook. Yeah. Okay. We'll put it on there right after the show. Yeah. yeah. Then I got something yeah. I can show okay. to the customers, explaining to them what I'm talking about. But yeah, I had a crazy yeah. one this week. This guy had said five alignments in the last year. Kenworth, 2019, mm-hmm. 880. Uh, runs pretty local. Mm-hmm. Has had all this crazy popping and crackling and stuff in the front end. Went to mm-hmm. the Kenworth dealer not long ago, and the guy says, "Well, your problem is here. You don't have any caster wedges in the axle." So they put one in the driver's <laughs> side with the fat side to the fat side to the front and the driver's side, and the thick side to the back on the passenger. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Man, he said mm-hmm. I hear these bumps going up to Brunswick, and I have to lean forward in the seat. If not, it'll throw me out of the truck." So yep. a, buddy of his, yeah. a buddy of his referred him to me, and I go up there and, and uh, check the angles and all the measurements and all, start going through this thing. He's on the phone with his buddy, and I'm up there measuring and looking at all this stuff. And he says, I think he's found something. And uh, so I told him, I said, well, I need to separate your axle and get rid of this crap. He said, I just paid them $1,600 to put those in. dollars <laughs> To put those in, he says, "Yeah, the guy told me I had to have them in there." And I said, "No, no, just put caster we- caster wedges and align it yeah. between the block That's and the spring." We need to raise our yeah. we got to raise our prices, Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> I, I told him. I said, "Well, I said I'm gonna have to charge you about half that to take them out then." <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> so. No, I, t- I took care of this guy, and he called me back the next day. He says, man, he says, I caught myself trying to lean forward on these bumps, and I'm not having to, and that popping and cracking <laughs> I was having the front end is gone. He said it was mm-hmm. like something moving all the time. I said, well, one of them was uh, all broken up in pieces anyway. And, uh, you know, and he was yep. like, man, he says, yeah, I have that. spent, it is, you know, and he says, I have spent so much time and money finding, trying to find what's wrong with this thing. And... And here you fixed it for, you know, 300 bucks. So, yeah, I get these uh, happy guys all the time. You know, it's been busy, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope to see I'm you. Glad you're busy. Kevin at the show. Yeah, it's, it's been busy. Yeah, we were. Uh, just eating some Taco Bell, listening to yeah. y'all talk about lunch. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Let go of that, oh. my chalupa. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I uh, but yeah, send me that later, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a shout or something. We'll see. Maybe we can work. You know, if that cut, cut, that fleet there can't do anything, maybe we can work on them. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, I'll I'll yeah. send you some of the do-it-yourself chrome kits and some hacksaw blades. Right. That, hey, that'll work. So I can cut those <laughs> bolts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There you go. All right, All right guys. Go. All right. Have a good day. Bye. You Thank too. You. Thanks for calling. All right. Got All right. One more here. Repeat business. And this one, just to tell us how we sound, uh, I'm not 
Uh, how your sound is. Oh. All right. How you doing? It's Tyrus. This is the guy that called you about the initial sound issue, so I guess you could call me the audio engineer. Yeah. All, All right. right. Do you are, are you using Kevin, are you using a uh a headset with a mic or like a boom on it like moves? Or are you no. No, we've got stand mics, two separate stand mics, one for him and one right. for me. Okay, but Kevin's got to move his closer to him, without a doubt. That's what it is. Because, I mean, you can hear you saying in the back, like, Mike, you are. Man, Dennis, I don't know. Maybe a suggestion, maybe next week, or well, there's no show next week, because I was listening. Maybe the following week, yep. why don't you guys switch spots and see if it changes? We did that. It is, then you, oh, you did? Next so month. I think it's the operator yeah, against Kevin. Voice. Now you're clear. Yeah, these, now. Are so auto you <laughs> yeah, these are auto tech mics. They're really good mics. Yeah. Okay. I just think it's like some, sometimes it seems like you're turning your head from it or look, looking away. And, and when you're projecting your voice, it's not you know, right on it. But that's what it sounds on my end. I've yeah. been listening to serious, uh, not that this serious, but I've listened to like on radio shows for years. So I just. I just want to make sure everyone hears the wonderful knowledge that we get to get from you guys. That's all I'm worried about. I appreciate it, buddy. We no, will I mean, we work on this Mr. Audio Engineer. <laughs> and, uh, and if you need any help on the call later, you can just hear me say nothing, whatever. There you go. Good all right, guys. Good have a good day. Thank you. Right, bye. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah, I, maybe I need to research a better mic just for my voice. I, I just got these mics because they're supposed to be good. I didn't test them. Maybe there's one that works specifically for me that I can look into. But well, I don't know. Anyway, Mike's voice, he's got this great, you know, perch-filling voice. And I just, I just don't. <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Well, yes. The whole night through. Yeah, the number to call is 855-950-3835. Such an old sweet song. Yeah, the old church ladies love Mike's voice. They can the back and they can still hear him. It's pretty. On my mind. I do the same thing when I go to seminars. They say, you want a mic? I don't need no stinking mics. <laughs> no. no he's a, it's been a big aid to our reputation, honestly. Yep. All right. So anyway, the, the number to call is 855-950-3835. We're just over halfway through. If anybody has any more questions on tire, tire wear handling, uh, how to develop repeat business in the alignment industry. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way we used to say before just today was do the job right. Yeah. For some reason today, we got a new idea. Yes. The other the other thing I thought about was if if you got grease and you embedded it with sand. Oh, okay. And grease the guy's kingpins and bushings and stuff with that. Grease with sand in it. Yeah, you could get repeat business then. Yes, things will fail and he'll have to get more work done. Yeah. But there will be questions as to why it failed so quickly. Not my fault. Not, okay. I don't know nothing. Replace the kingpin. You simply serviced it. That's right. With sand. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. Never mind. Now, to carry that a little further, 
I had a customer who was a tire dealer out in California years and years and years ago hmm. that bought our equipment, and I trained them. And they went around their area in California, and they got fleets, and they fixed trucks, and they were selling tires. And because their alignments worked so good, they picked up more people on reputation, right. and they did alignments. And then after about four years, they had run out of new fleets to get, right. and their alignment guy wasn't doing enough alignments to make a living, right. and they weren't selling as many tires. Right. And so they took my equipment, cut it up, threw it in the trash, bought a conventional alignment machine, went back to doing what everybody else was doing, and now they're aligning trucks every six months. And right. selling tires like Mayo tires, more alignments. Yep. The problem, and nobody else can solve the problem. So they don't worry about it. Yeah. There's yeah. No, there's no, there's nobody no, else is fixing it, so I'm just going to do this. Right. That's, uh, that's, we're going to try to break into enough of the business in this country that it's more difficult to pull that crap off. Yeah, this would be kind of like a dentist selling you toothpaste that rots your teeth. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I, that was just a call I got just today about a, you could see in the numbers of this uh, competitive equipment that did the alignment. You could see in the numbers that they clearly missed something obvious. I mean, you can't have a KPI difference this great and a camber difference that great and not have missed that the, the steer axle is not sitting square. Yeah, it's not square to the truck, right? Yeah, you just you just totally missed that the one tape measure measurement you needed to get this thing to measure properly. You never did it. Yeah, it's it's too bad, but uh, it means you know the vehicle still has a problem, and later they're going to have to take it back to get it done again. And there isn't isn't any warranty at their shop, so we just got to charge more. Sixteen hundred dollars at a time. That's That's a lot. Sixteen hundred dollars to put caster wedges in. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. Now, another story about repeat business. Okay, go ahead. This was years ago when I was working out in California. We had a big grocery store fleet that we were doing alignments for. Mm. And the maintenance director was you know, right with us. You know, we're doing this. We're lining them up. We're doing all our work. He's getting the tire life that he wants. And this particular fleet had three by five cards that would be made up for each tire. They They would brand the tires and serial number of the tires and serial number of this card. And when the tires were put on, they would mark down the truck number, the mileage, the wheel position was put in. If the tires got rotated, they got the card out and notated when they were rotated where they went to. They had immaculate records. And he was doing great. Then this guy retired. And the fleet brought in another guy for a maintenance director. Right. And the first thing this guy did within two months of being in there, he called us up and he says, I'm going to cancel your service. <laughs> And we went and said, okay, what, what did we do wrong? He says, we're going through too many tires. I said, what do you mean? He says, I just drove through the fleet, and all of those tires are new tires. We just can't do this. I said, okay. I said, let's, let's jump in your little cart, and let's go out into the fleet here, and I want you to pick two, three trucks. We'll write down the serial numbers of the tires, right. and we'll get the mileage out of the truck. And then we're going to come back here and we're going to go to that card file and we're going to pull those serial numbers out of the card file and we're going to see how many miles are on. I'm telling you right now, they're all brand new. Let's find out. We went out there and we marked down the numbers and we got them and we dumped the tread depth to see how much tread's on them. Uh 
We came back and we pulled him out. And out of the three trucks he pulled, the least miles that was on one of the tires was 90,000 miles. Right. And he was just shocked. He says, I thought they were all brand new. I said, why did you think they're all new? Because they were all flat and smooth. I've never seen tires like that for more than 20,000 miles. Then they start looking like shit. I said, well, when you do the job right, this is what they're, he says, you guys just keep doing whatever you're doing. Because I never saw tires wear like that. Keep doing that. Yeah. When you can, when you can finally figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I've got another call talking about axles, I think. Axles. A few minutes ago. Okay. So this is like, he was in a movie. Wasn't that a Hollywood, uh, uh, Axel Foley. Axel Foley. No, this is actually Hal talking about it. Oh, okay. All right. Hal was in the movie, too. Hal, yes. Hello, Hal. Yes, sir. You mentioned now, you mentioned Axel Foley, I was in a straight truck in 2015. It was a had the pusher axle underneath. And I'm thinking that the weight from the truck making it Flex made that axle break in too. It was in the shape of an I-beam, but that axle oh. broke in the in the center of the truck. Yes. Yes. Now we're talking about an I-beam axle now, not a trailer axle, not a drive axle. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and the I the I-beam will flex a little bit. Right. But if it has a manufacturing flaw in it, it will shear in half. Most of the ones, most of the steer axles that I've seen shear like that, that break in half, somebody put them on an alignment rack and tried to bend the axle with hydraulic rams. Then when they went out in the field, it broke in half. Yeah. The other okay. possibility I was thinking of here in this case, got a, a pusher, and if it's a liftable tag, then they, they were applying more weight to it than they should have. I haven't seen them fail from overweight. I've seen them yeah. fail from abuse. abuse. Or it could be a manufacturing issue. Do you know how many miles were on that axle when it broke? Uh, just over 400,000. Oh, well, okay. Then, then I'm, I'm not going to lean toward a manufacturing flaw, although it's still possible. It's possible. I'm going to lean more towards somebody tried to bend the axle to change the camber and put a fracture in it. Yeah. Okay. Somebody stood in for an alignment, and this is what they said had to be done. Yeah. I've had cases where, where we've got pictures of a guy put the truck on the alignment rack, and I don't know if you've ever seen somebody put clevises on it and 100-ton rams and try to bend those axles, but there are cases where they're in the middle of bending it, and the axle breaks, and the truck jumps up in the air and winds up half in the pit with the guy. I'm new my dad had a 79 Ford, and they would bend the axles mm-hmm. to set the steering on it or the, the alignment. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and and as long as it's mild steel, bending them is one thing. But if it's a tempered steel I-beam like trucks have, you're not supposed to bend them at all. Uh-huh. Okay. This, this, was, a, this was a a liftable axle, and it yeah. was under, under a load it, it was under yep. a little yep. yep. Yep, that's when they would shatter. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm glad nobody was hurt. Yeah, No, I, actually, I had just crossed the way station in Florida, and, and 
I got people coming by blowing a horn, flashing lights, because I couldn't see the axle under the truck. And it yes. was even like yes. a line of sparks behind me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when I had to tie the axle together to lift it, because if you lifted it without it, it would hit the drive line. And I right. had to tie it, right. tie it together so it would stay level so I could lift it. Jeepers. Hmm. What, a, what a life. What a life. That's huh. This is like something out of Dukes the Hazard, dragging an axle down the road. <laughs> I got their attention. All righty, Thank you for I, I got their attention because I was in a tanker. They didn't know what I was hauling. <laughs> oh, wow. That would really get exciting. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate what you do. Hey. You bet. You drive safe out there. Uh, okay. Keep listening. Thank you. Okay. Very good. Yeah, that's um, Boston actually. We've got uh, we've had a couple of pictures. I don't know if it was on Facebook of a steer axle that had apparently been bent a number of times, and there was actually a, a, a crack in it that you could see daylight through. Yeah, it was a linear crack along the axle instead of one that's going up and down, right. tearing it in half. Like this guy was saying, but this that was an accident shared literally in half. This is one that was cracking along underneath the the flat of the beam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's crazy. Yep. But the, yeah, we we have used the axles enough just driving them. Mm-hmm. We don't need to abuse them trying to fix it. Well, that that's why they, all the warnings are printed in the axle manuals that right. you're not supposed to be bending these things. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we've been at this at almost an hour. Almost. Since here, it's been 50-some minutes. Mm-hmm. And we still have the time, though. If mm-hmm. anybody has any questions, they can call us at 855-950-3835 for axle bending, chrome, chrome. alignment. Repeat business. Repeat business. Tire wear. Tire wear. Now, the, the way you always told me that you should get business is is to align the vehicles that nobody else could align to it well and then it'll that, 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 that doesn't get you repeat business that gets you more business more business i see okay I see. now <laughs> i've i've had trucks i am remembering one guy he had a cab over freightliner okay he That's hauled right. a flatbed he had a long frame on his truck so he had a long, long plate mounted yeah. there and we aligned his truck brand new. And then I had him come back at about 30,000 miles when it had started. And I tweaked it a little bit. What About what year was this, man? In the 90s. In the 90s, yeah, before 2000, that's for sure. Yeah, in the 90s. And, and he would come back about every 150,000 miles with the tires that were available at that time. That was, if we got 150,000 miles, we did pretty good out of the tires. So he come back at 150,000 miles. And he's got his old tires on. He said, I'm going to tires. I want the alignment check. I'll just walk over and feel the steer tires are flat and smooth. You don't need an alignment. Go get tires. Right. And he came back again. And then he came back again. And then he came back again. And the next time I actually had to do anything with that truck was at 700 and some thousand miles. That's pretty good for a 90s freight line. And his kingpins were loosened up. The kingpins. I said, it's like, you need to put kingpins in this. And these bushings back here get a little cracked. Let's replace those. And then we'll align it and you'll be back in business. He was an owner operator. He was careful about how he drove it. Truck stayed where it wanted to be. 
everything was fine. We kept getting it checked, but it didn't yeah. need to be working. Now that was that was an owner operator doing what I consider exceptional at that time. Yeah. I also did alignments for fleets mm-hmm. that had fifty to hundred trucks, and they were hauling reefers from the Midwest here to the West Coast with meat and fruit and vegetables back. Yeah. And in a fleet operation, we found that we could align them brand new. We would do the 30,000-mile break-in alignment. Yep. And then they typically held alignment for between 200 and 250,000 miles before we had to make a minor adjustment on them. Now, that's for a fleet operation where the guy driving it is not the owner of the truck. Right. Okay? So we kind of decided 200 and 250,000 miles is a good interval. And how you decide you need it, you watch the tire wear. When they started showing feathering, it's time to do something with the truck. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, in other operations. You just uh, feel the tires mm-hmm. of the fleet as they come in, mm-hmm. and determine from right, right there whether or not it needs. That's your alignment check. Just feel. If your tires start feathering, you better pay attention. You better get checked. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the the last thing, of course, the thing that everybody should be able to do is as a Okay, the, the guy that I was just talking about with the, the competitive alignment equipment measured it, but it was not performing, and it was obvious in the measurements that they just obviously missed them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can determine for yourself if your vehicle is driving correctly, 50 miles an hour, right-hand lane, no wind. You should be able to let go of the steering wheel, let it free, and it should take more than two seconds before the right tire gets to the white line. Yep then the rear end is not wearing out the front end. Right. If you can't do that, if you let's say they added a caster wedge on the right side, and when you took it out of the alignment shop, it did that. But then 10, 20,000 miles down the road, it's not doing that anymore. Yeah. Guess what? That caster wedge gave you the illusion that everything was fine. Yep. But over time, it, it, it just doesn't work out. It was a Band-Aid. The Band-Aid that yep. didn't solve the problem. Yep. All right. We do have one more colony before we call it a day. And this one says, uh, about tire wear on drives and trails. Okay. Let's do it. Hello? Hello, Alex. Hey, how's it going? It goes well. Yourself? It also goes well. I've got a question about tire wear on a drive-in trailer. Okay. So it's a 2023 utility, about a year old, and I noticed yesterday that the rear axle driver's side both the tires in that wheel position are getting pretty lumpy say towards like the inside of it inside of both tires yep inside of both tires close to the frame yep close to the frame in one position yep okay uh do you do you know what brand the suspension is underneath that trailer hendrickson okay all right so when you lose the inside edge of the inside tire and then eventually the inside edge of the outside tire, there's two things that cause that. One okay. is if the wheel bearing is too loose. And two is if the axle is flexing as you hit bumps in the road and the bottom of the tires are pushing out and in. Now, the Hendrickson is known to flex too much. But generally, when that occurs, it's all four-wheel positions doing it, not just one. Right. Okay, so if you don't see evidence problem. in the other three positions, 
I would be looking at a bearing, and it's very simple to check. You just take a jack and jack that wheel position up, leave the other side of the axle on the ground, make sure the brake's released, grab the top of the tire with both hands, take a good solid stance, and push the top of the tire in good and hard. If it goes clunk, clunk, that bearing's loose. Okay. Now, one last, one last possibility that I would look at is, do you have an auto-inflation system on this trailer? I do. Okay. Auto-inflation systems will cause cupping, but it won't be on the inside near the frame. It'll start in the middle of the tires. Sure. Okay. Okay. Still, I check the pressure on those tires, too. Okay, it's uh, pressure and bearing. How often uh, how often should you check these bearings for them? Like, how often do they get loose, I guess, is the question. Like, how often well, if they're them? properly installed and the bearings are running good and they're lubricated properly, they should run 300,000, 400,000 miles without any big deal. Right. But if you're jacking the wheels up for any reason, grab the top of the tire and give it a good hard shove, see if it goes clunk, clunk. Right. Whether you're rotating tires or... Whatever reason you got, you should check them just to make sure. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll check the bearings on that then. Very good. All right. You have yourself a good day. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Yep. All righty. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. And that's uh, just the kind of call that we wanted. And the first call that we got that we actually wanted. It was a real technical call. (laughs) A technical question. About tire wear. Okay, I've got a problem now. Yeah. I can smell pizza. How'd that happen? <laughs> it's in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's pizza day here at the MD Alignment, and it's the end of the show, so we better go eat. All right, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening, and we'll be back uh, a couple weeks from now. Have yourselves a great day. <laughs>